Well, I've upgraded computers and clearly it's going well. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Seven years. Yeah. There's been problems, small problems. It's been good for a very long time, but I upgraded to basically exactly the same computer. Yeah. Um, God, it's good. It's fast as shit. I've been I've been known to be I've been called an influencer before. Did I influence you finally to go and get a new laptop? Maybe you did. Maybe you planted the seed. Mm. It's got the seven, t- the touch seven years a long time. Fucking game mm. changer. Good on you, mate. Yeah. Everyone else at work had a new computer, so I thought, why not splash out? Mm. You just took a sip of that beer, Hendo. What are you working with? Uh, I've got a specific ale. Do you really? Yeah. A stone and wood one? No. No, it's a specific ale, I said. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm not good at English. It's literally a specific ale from Alice Springs Brewing Company. <laughs> That's amazing. I wondered if that had been done. <laughs> it's been done. Um, so uh, uh, Kyle from um, Alice Springs Brewing Company sent me some beers from the middle of the country, the middle of nowhere. So, so is, this, um, is this the beer mail you, you put in the group? This is the beer mail that I was telling you about in the group. So um, uh, it's tasting pretty good for traveling halfway across the country. It's not too bad. Show us, what we got show here? us that can there. Yeah, there we go. So it says uh, Alice Springs Brewing Company specific ale. I don't know if you can see it in forward or reverse. I can see it in reverse. No, it looks, I think that's just good. how Zoom works there. Yeah. Uh, it says, loaded with Galaxy, specifically from nowhere near the Pacific. Okay, that's fine. There you go. Show us the glass. It doesn't look, it doesn't look like a specific ale. I actually nearly poured this into a stone and wood glass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's got a bit of haze to it. Yeah, not too bad. Bitterness is a bit more firm than the from the than the um, the original. That's okay. Don't mind a bit of bitterness, but um, it's nice. Got a bit of fruit to it. Tastes pretty good. I thought it'd be fun to do a a, a, a questionable IP series mm-hmm. of beers and mm-hmm. do a specific ale and do all the other ones that we tend to do anyway, yep. not as part of a questionable IP series. Yeah. But, you know, everyone rips off each other's shit. So. Yeah, of course. Where's your beer? Oh, I've got a beer here. I'll show you. This is my beer. Eggnog Stout, the eggnog OG. Stout. It is because we had our, our – yesterday was our seven-year anniversary of the very first Eggnog Stout. So, uh, Congratulations. Thanks. The, the first commercial one, actually. So that was the seven years ago today, we actually launched Black Hops. So that, that's a fun Was that those one. photos that I saw you at, was that Hoo-Ha Bar? Hoo-Ha Bar, yeah. 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 So because I'm doing no hop member. No hop I mean, November, I mean, yeah. Yeah, well, there's no, there is hops in here, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm but, staying but, away from the hazies and the. Yeah, that's the way. Yeah. You, you'll thank oh, me for God, it in December. Um. I actually haven't been doing that well on that, though. I'm going to be completely honest. Right. So on the 1st of November, I was like, okay, I'm going to have a beer to celebrate whatever it was, Sunday or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. I went to Treetops to find a beer that didn't have hops in it. And there wasn't much, to be honest. I looked for everything. And then I saw that bolt, that sweet bolter can with all the beautiful colors on it, the Wonderland, Easy Wonderland one. Uh Uh-huh. And I, I had to grab that because it wouldn't be around. You know, I had to drink. You got to drink that beer fresh. So I just thought, okay, it's the first of November. 
it's like the mustache that I'm growing for Movember. It takes time. So you get better throughout the month. Yep. So you start slow. So yeah. I just had that this one. Is, yeah. Look, this, honestly, November, if you're going to have a no-hop month of the year, in my opinion, I think November is the month to do it, right? Because um, the hop harvest in the US is kind of happening now. Um, or it starts this month. I think it starts this month and that sort of thing kind of happens about now, right? Um, the Southern Hemisphere harvest doesn't start until sort of March-ish, April, that sort of thing, right? So all the beers that are, hoppy beers that are coming out now, fresh, have kind of like the oldest hops that you'll get of the year. Right. Right. That's the oldest they'll be of the current like harvest and that sort of thing, right? And the hop growers, they package them well and that sort of thing, right? So if you're if you're up for you, if you if you're just down for the fresh fix constantly and that sort of thing, this is actually a good month to to sort of abstain from hops. That's fair. Well, if you're a black customer try some, try listening some... to this, then don't listen to anything Hendo just said. No, absolutely not. Uh, no, I've 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 um um I've seen I've seen what's coming, which is very exciting. <laughs> I have some very good students, so I won't mention it. <laughs> and um, oh, do they, wait, do, they, do they like posting on Facebook those students? No, we, no, no, we're verboten. We oh, were told when we okay. when we got handed this beer that it was verboten to post mm, off a, on social okay. media. Well, someone posted so we, on social media, so that's that's ruined our low field policy forever. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. One of my students? I don't know. He wouldn't give up his source, so. Mm. No more low very... fuels for limited release beers. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, there's lots of other beers styles you can try if you're going to have no hop November. And I think we should talk about some of those. Yeah. Well, I, should... I, I've, I had a lay day before, so I just had a lager. I'm not, yep. I mean, I'll, I'll keep persisting, but I'm not particularly into lager. This is tasting delicious. I'm well, not going to drink too many of these, but... Go and get yourself a nice dry Irish stout or something like that. I think I think stout's a great drink for the summer. Yeah. Don't let it just don't let it be the winter drink. It's that's silly. Hey, we we right? launched we launched the business with a stout in November. Yeah, but I'm just talking a straight up, you know, Guinness style dry Irish stout. They're so good to drink. Yeah. Well, I've got you that know? Helios uh, Imperial one in the fridge too. Oh, great. Yeah. yeah. That's good. So, so we'll see how long we talk. In that. I don't want to yeah. particularly want to drink a 9% beer, but if it's still going after an hour, you never know. Yeah, there you go. You're looking, very, uh, you're looking very fresh-faced. Yeah, I've done the sh- I did the shave um, on the weekend, and I'm, I'm growing this for a couple of days, and then I'm going to, because I'm doing Movember, so I'm going to shave this down and then just have the Tiger King thing happening, but I don't want to do it before there's nothing there. So mm-hmm. I think maybe Friday. I think it's a good cause. Have you raised much money yet? thousand bucks. Already, yep, that's we're amazing. Actually, yeah, we're actually up to Black Ops is just under five grand. We've got um, twelve people doing it. I think. What's your What's your most space name? Uh, well, if you're listening to this, you can go to blackops.com.au forward slash donate, mm-hmm. and you'll be taken to the Black Ops team. And so we've got so on there we've got Kale who shaved his whole beard off, and he looks like a child. Wow. Raylo, who shaved his beard off, he kind of looks like Eddie Vedder and also some. I saw that. I couldn't, I couldn't believe that was Raylo. 
Have you seen I Kyle? Couldn't believe yeah, it. Yeah, those two, they look very strange. We've also got a uh, Riley. Well, they look the same when they've got be- oh, beards, though. They do. It's like Raylo, Raylo and Frelo. Exactly right. Yeah, right. but they look very different without beards. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, and Riley, our taproom manager, has probably the longest beard. Not a thick beard like the, the Raylos, but um, a, probably the longest beard. He's going to shave his off when he gets – actually, when Black Ops gets to 5,000, which will be very soon, especially if our loyal listeners get on and donate. Uh-huh. So, yeah. It's a bit of, and we've got a HR guy, Dan, who just cannot grow a beard or a moustache at all, so that's going to be interesting. Yeah. He's, he's about 12 years old. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to be fun. That's good, man. Yeah. You, you look like – it's like uh... – you look like thinner. Yes. Do you know what I, I mean? I don't mind it. I think it's fine. But I think once I've got that Tiger King thing happen, I'm thinking also sideburns. Yeah. I think that'd be fun. Okay. Isn't the idea with Movember that you're supposed to just start with the shape, not grow a beard and then trim it? Yeah. I've been lazy. I'll do yeah. it. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow, man. I'll do it tomorrow and I'll post in the group. It's only three days in, but yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You've got to sculpt that shit out, you know? Yeah. I bought a razor. I haven't shaved with a razor in, I don't think, since I was at QR, which is probably 2002. Wow. Something. Don't cut yourself coming around the back straight, mate. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird you don't just cut your face off. How does that work? Mm. I, don't, I don't know. Well, you don't no, know. I don't know. It's, well, it's been a year for me, a bit over a year since I, yeah. 18 months or so since I started growing my beard. It's yeah. Good. Well, it's a good cause. Um, I've got to another little milestone here. We've passed a thousand downloads total on the podcast. Really? Yeah. We started with twelve. Yeah. No, That's cool. we, no, we had twelve. Wait, we had twelve Mailchimp subscribers, I think. Yeah. But we've got it. We're getting it. We're getting a couple of hundred downloads per episode, so we're up. to... Oh, that's um, good. Yeah, we're up to well over a thousand. Thanks to everybody who's downloading the uh, episodes. Hope you're enjoying it. Yeah, that is good. Should we have a little goal or something? Do you think? I don't know. If we get to if we get to ten thousand, we do something fun. I don't my know. my my aspiration. Yeah, we could do something like that. My aspiration is just to enjoy the chat. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Oh, I thought of another no hop November beer. Okay, I missed you at the Maddox thing last yeah, yeah. Friday night. Yeah, when did you leave? Was it? Uh, I got there at five thirty. So, what and I was last. Leave? I was last at the door, mate. I know you weren't. Jimmy and Annalise said to kick us out. I was there, mate. Friday night or Saturday night? Friday. What? Yeah. No. 100%. I was there. Well, I had to go to the, 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 that young entrepreneur thing, but I think that was on at yeah. 7, so I would have left it. I left it about 10 to 7, I think. Really? Yeah. I must, I, we must have just been strangers in the fucking night or something like that. Yeah. No, I saw, I saw a bunch of people there. It was good. Yeah, it was good fun. We didn't get to talk about hitting up Govzy and Eddie for a beer. No, I thought about our... today. Did you did you see Eddie there? No, I missed Eddie. Didn't see Eddie. Oh, okay. Uh, either. So no, I don't think it's like if you want a no no hot it. beer, no hot beer is the Grodzitski. Yes. No, I thought about that today. I'll I'll have, I'll have a chat to. I could I, I couldn't. I was going to talk to Govz about it, but I couldn't remember what how it was pronounced. Mm-hmm. So I left that alone. But. Um, if if you if you sort the other stuff, or if we sort that with Eddie and Govs, I'll, I'll propagate the yeast for it. It's probably a little bit late for November, but we could probably still do it. No, but that's okay. We can make it in November. Yeah, and we can we can celebrate 
you know, it's like the Boss and the Brewer Vintage 2021 beer, which is a Grodzicki celebrating um, No Hop November in December or something. I don't know. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm loving all of this. With our little yeah. char- characters on the front of the thing. Oh, if you want to put our ugly faces on a beer really and no do. one buys it, cool. I really, I mean, <laughs> well, I'll buy it. You put, you've put my, I've, I've always said I'd never put my face <laughs> on a fucking beer label and you've done, you guys have done that. Yeah, I didn't ask permission. Nah, that's all right. Same as, um, is it Craig from Big Shed? Craig, Craig, Craig and Jace from Big Shed. Yes, they were on, there, on as there as well. I don't even know them. I, I, I put their face on a label and didn't even ask them. <laughs> that's all right. It was, it was a long time ago. Hopefully they're okay. Yeah. Well, that's all right. Well, t- they got it. Have you seen their, have you heard, listened to their podcast? You, you tagged me in it. It was, pretty, it was good, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's it's really interesting chat, you know, and the way they put it together with the on on YouTube there is um is really cool. It's got that and that's what I reckon kind of vibe happening with it. What does that mean? <laughs> Have you not watched That's What I Reckon? I don't think so. What is it? You've never seen that cooking show on YouTube? No, I haven't. Are you serious? It sounds like I need to. Yeah, it's called Nat's what the guy's name's Nat. And okay. It's called Nat's What I Reckon. Just just search that, and right. it does all these different recipes. Start with the, I don't know, he did a risotto, spag bowls, pretty good. All these just cooks, and he swears. Oh, I like that. I like swearing. You'd love it. You'd love well, I think it. I think what they did was really good. It looks like they got they got someone to kind of really put a lot of time into kind of adding some fun stuff into it and. Little yeah, absolutely. No, no, they're doing they're doing good. I think it's uh it's a good fun show, and it's short. It's like I think you know they probably talk for a lot longer than what it winds up being on uh, YouTube. Uh, but um, but it's a short ten minute um thing. I've forgotten the bloody name of the show. What was it called? I saw it on LinkedIn, which is my new favorite social media network. After yeah, I, I've, last I've night. seen I've seen your LinkedIn action, mate. We're going we're going off on LinkedIn. We're going hard. Yeah, absolutely. We just got to tag each other on like LinkedIn all the time and that sort of thing. So yeah, what what I actually don't remember the name of it either, but I thought it was cool. Oh, here it, it is. Really here well it is. Uh, behind the bruise. Yep, it's called. So I I've been watching it on YouTube, um, but if you are hardcore into uh, online video, you have to watch it on LinkedIn. Yeah, mate. If you're if you're a LinkedIn guy like me, you love LinkedIn. Mm. That's how yeah. I, I think any any brewer doing their own contents fucking awesome. And I saw oh, Rick- look, they covered some interesting topics and that sort of thing, you know. And ABAC was one this week, and um, non alcoholic uh, their issue with non alcoholic beer actually raised some really good points about uh, uh, about ABAC and which I which I'd sort of not really considered before. And um, what was, yeah, what was the point about ABAC that, that they wanted to be contacted if it was a frivolous kind of. Thing. Yeah, so basically the two, the points were, which is a, a cup one of one of the points I've sort of you know, um, you know, spoken about before, which is basically uh, you can get your products pre vetted by ABAC and you pay for that privilege. It's like three hundred fifty bucks an hour mm. to have all your marketing material pre vetted by somebody, but then if somebody makes a complaint, all that pre vetting doesn't count. No. All right. Yeah, and then, kind of a scam. yeah, <laughs> it is kind of a scam. Yeah. Uh, and and then um, and then the other thing that they raised was that when um, 
when a complaint is raised that it's not innocent until proven guilty, it's guilty until proven innocent, which is kind of how they worded it, right? Mm. Is that you have to, you, you've got to, um, um, yeah, you've got to prove yourself to be um, innocent and not the other way around. And so, you know. But there's the, also the, no consequences of being guilty, is there? Correct. Yeah, exactly. It's unenforceable. Yeah. It's ABAC also can't proactively investigate either. They can only respond to complaints. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's a strange system. We, we, um, we used it for um like like we always whenever we do a beer we've got it on we've got all those little criteria on there you know is it going to be appealing to minors is it going to be offensive to you know all mm. that kind of stuff we're pretty mm-hmm. pretty careful with that shit but sometimes it's just like i don't know it's kind of borderline um but when we, when we did the first and only billboard we've ever done when we launched east coast haze um it was literally just uh east coast haze cam with the blue background and it said Made by three mates on the Gold Coast. Yeah. Um, because I, I just couldn't think of a better tagline and it was kind of relevant. I thought it'd be a new audience. Yeah, it does a job. Just left yeah. it there. Um, and then the billboard company said, no, it needs to be ABAC approved to put it on a billboard. Correct. And, you and know I'm, why that's the case? Well, so they don't get sued, I guess. I don't because know. The, no, because the billboard company is a signatory to the ABAC code. Right. Yeah. So I replied to them and said, that's stupid. There's, there can't be anything wrong with saying made by three mates on the Gold Coast. That's a waste of time. And they said, well, you have to do it. So I did it. Mm. And then they came back and they said, no, you should put the word beer on the billboard so people know that it's beer. So we put beer, Fuck. comma, made by three mates on the Gold Coast. Okay, then. So we got that covered. It's very pedantic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I get it. I get it. I, I, I like, I, I, you know, I, I support the ABAC, you know, regime and that sort of thing. Because I tell you what, like, having ABAC and quasi regulations way better than full blown government regulation. Imagine being like how how they um, how the the American brewers are, right? So imagine you come up with a beer um, and you make a label for it, and that every label has to be approved by well, one guy in the US. He must be busy. He must be very busy. Yeah, yeah. And if oh, he doesn't like you, he really doesn't like you. Yeah, that would be shit. Good on ABAC and good on Big Shed for creating some content. I saw Rebel yeah. who do a podcast put their um their back back in action as well. That's always back good. in action. Oh, their new thing opens this Saturday at yes. Rivermakers, uh, which should be good fun. I'm heading down on Friday night for the um the uh the 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 soft launch for nice. friends and family and that sort of thing so that's two brewery launches in two weeks so very good it's a big this saturday we've got the the black ops brisbane birthday revels really opening. yeah mm. um brewski's birthday and mm. armor kegan all on saturday wow yeah it's gonna be it's a big week for beer in brisbane. i didn't realize that uh yeah well yeah. So much for doing renovations this weekend. I'm going to be on the beers. So, so before I get onto your renovations, how? Well, what do you think of Matic? Excellent, um, excellent. I, I, I don't think you can, um, you know, name two just wonderful people. Yeah. Um, like Jimmy and Annalise, um, they're absolutely amazing um, people. They've done such a great job with their rebrand. 
Uh, it looks amazing. Um, you know, and, I, and I've had a bit of a sneak peek of what coming, what's coming. It's amazing. Um, the venue is great. They park up the food truck or the caravan there and um, right out the front. The venue is great. It's comfortable. The beers are good. Um, it's pretty big, you know, isn't it? And they got all of, all of upstairs as well. They got upstairs, which I think they're going to use as like a function space and that sort of thing, which mm. is pretty good. Um, lo- lovely area out the front, you know, and some, you know, AstroTurf and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, the beers are good. Like it's hard to do. Like they've decided not to go down the path of doing like pale ales and IPAs and lagers and that sort of thing to really pull that point of difference. And that's risky play, man, mm. you know. Yeah. Risky play. But the lager is very, very good. Very good. I would probably go as far as it's going to give Rattenhund and Lucky 13 a run for its money. Yeah, nice. That good. Pilsner, Pilsner-wise. I think it's great. Yeah. There's another Pilsner. Um, and um, I drank the, the I drank all the beers. Um, they got a nice midi, mid-strength coming out um, soon. Um and yeah, they are all good. The tanks are full. They're ready to smash out some beers, and um, I think they're doing all right. Yeah, agreed. And I think Jimmy did a lot of that. He was like explaining all the stuff he did himself. It looks mint in there. Mm. Mm. Sounds like he did a shitload of work. It's just crazy. Like like when we started, we did a lot of that stuff ourselves for HQ. But it's just, I remember when we went and looked at um Ether. When they were building their kind of second, you know, just the one at um, Northgate. Or Northgate, yeah. Like, yeah, we're doing this all ourselves. Where you know, we just build the cold room. I'm like, man, it's just to do all that yourself is just, I don't know, it's hectic. It's just hectic. I, know. I just couldn't imagine doing it anymore. It's a, it's a, it's a massive undertaking. Yeah. And then the thing is, right, is you go down the path of doing all of this construction work and decorating and all that sort of stuff, and there's no end to that because what happens at the end? You open the doors and you're trading. That's yeah. busy. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, anyone you go to their thinking... brewery at, uh, in the, the garage? Yeah. Yeah. A couple yeah. of times. Yeah. How cool was that? <laughs> Life was, would have been much more simpler for them. Then. <laughs> I thought that was the coolest. I think that they just opened this brewery. How in they got a DA for that is beyond me. They, eh? I don't think they did. I think they just didn't realize you weren't allowed to do it and just sent it. That's That was my understanding. Fuck. All right. That's good. How good. And then someone complains and they're like, you know, you're not allowed to have a brewery and tap room in your garage in a suburb. And they're like, oh, shit. Didn't know oh, that. Really? Sorry about that. Eh? Yeah. It was the coolest. <laughs> Um, and they got that kit at the new one, so they got the pilot system there now. And the big that's system. right, yeah. It's a big upgrade. It's a it's a big it's a big brewery for your first kind of brewery tap room. It's good. Yeah, I think they'll do okay. Yeah. You know? Um, be good to see when they get some product coming out and in small pack and that sort of thing, and be really good. Yeah. Super nice too. Needs all, to be... all the people behind the bar there, we we know them pretty well. Super nice people. Beers yeah. are really good. Good. There's not much up the north end of the Gold Coast either, so it's good. Good opportunity. No, there's not really good location. Around. Yeah, right on the main road. There's, there's a lot of lot yep. of businesses around there. Yeah, exactly. Um, definitely worth checking out. So if you are on the northern end of the Gold Coast in Ashmore, head on over to Matic Beer Brewing Company, brewed by Belgians. Absolutely, and good for that's no the, hop. That's the slogan. No hop November and approved. No hop. No hop November. No hop November. Um, Did you call it No Hop Vember? Yeah. No Hop Vember. I shortened it. Hmm. 
Yeah, fair enough. Each to their own. Yeah. Um, how are your Renaults going? Good. I had um, uh, uh, some friends come around uh, last weekend. We painted the ceiling, which ceilings, as you know, are the whitest of white that you can get. And so... Not the half lexicon. Uh, no, no, no. That's a slightly different colour. And you can actually see it when it's on the wall. They look the same in the tin, but they look different on the wall. Um, so, yeah, shout out to uh, Duncan and Anna and um, Adam and Natsuko for giving me a hand. Um, we got we got two coats in the whole apartment smashed out in half a day, which was really good. That is good. You got the big the big sort of rollers? or you... got two, We had two sets of rollers going, so Duncan drop, and I were on the rollers. And, and all that kind of shit? No, no, there's no carpet, so I don't have to worry about oh, that's drop nice. sheets. That's the, that's the whole idea is like the whole place is gutted. Yeah, it's just concrete on the floor at the moment, so you can go to you can splash paint everywhere, and it's totally cool. That's good. Makes it so much easier. So that's all done now, which I'm very stoked about. Um, I had a gentleman over this afternoon who's going to look at retiling the bathroom. You're not tempted. That to have sounds a expensive. Yourself? Oh fuck no! Oh my god no! <laughs> I know when I'm something's above my pay grade. Yeah, and tiling is definitely no. To bathrooms, no. But uh, I'm kind of like thinking, I was thinking like I'll just leave the bathroom as it is. Um, but the more I look at it, the more I think, oh, man, I should just do it properly and then just enjoy living in the place, you know? Yeah. So I think it's going to be a full bathroom reno and that's a lot of money. Yeah. Is he going so, over the top or are you thinking? I don't know yet. I haven't got the quote yet, but. Uh, if I go with it, it probably I should be able to get it done before Christmas, which would be great. Um, so yeah, but it, but the whole thing was with the Renaults, though, it's really starting to take a toll on me <laughs> personally. Because if you're doing Renaults like on the weekends, you don't have any much downtime, mm. and um, and then you're always thinking about like Renaults and the money where the money's going and all that sort of stuff, and and yeah, I woke up at four thirty this morning and and just sort of just started doing a little bit of work because you know you can't sleep, mate. So just do something and um, some sanding or something. No, no, no. I wasn't doing rent. I was just doing some office work oh, and that sort right, of okay. thing. And and um, um, and one of the things I did was like we have a, a family group chat as everyone does on Facebook. Um, and um, I decided that I would change the name of it at 4.30 in the morning. Then I got a complaint from my sister-in-law going, why are you changing the name of the Facebook group at 4.30 in the morning? I'm like, an aggressive move. <laughs> it is pretty bold. I'll give it that. So, yeah. yeah. Well, well, that's good. Um, if you've got any progress pictures, you should put them in the group. We, we for our, our loyal yeah, I can do that. We have we have a Facebook group and we've got I don't know how many people we've got in there, but we've got enough to get What's a couple the, your, of how do you, how does one get to that? It's actually pretty fucking hard to find, apparently, because Simpo messaged me and he's like, mate, I can't find this Facebook group anywhere. And I was like, I, I don't know. Oh, you need to give the group you need to give the group a URL here. I can I can mm. I can fix that. Get that done, Hendo. I, I don't know about these things. Um, um do we just want to call it boss and the brewer? Yeah, sounds good. I've moved house too. So I think last time we... Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Last time we recorded, 
I'd gone into HQ to do the episode because I didn't have internet here, but I've got internet here, which is now, which is nice. Yeah, good. Do we want Boss and the Brewer or the Boss and the Brewer? Just, just Boss and the Brewer. Same, same as the website. Yeah. That make it easier to find. Okay, so now you should be able to go to facebook.com forward slash boss and the brewer. Oh, might take a few minutes to kick in. Yep, says page isn't available. Oh, maybe um, it's group slash boss and the brewer. Group slash boss and the brewer. Yeah, try that. This, oh, Hendo, you've done it. Did it work? Fucking oath it worked. Yes, it's worked. There you go, everybody. Uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash boss and the brewer. That's brilliant. This, this is, you're watching this happen live people. This is amazing. I, and when I did this little uh, Facebook boss and the brewer thing, the first thing I saw was Simpo who I, who did eventually find the group. He's put a, a reply into my, que- my comment tonight about what questions you want on the show. And he says, honest thoughts on the future of bacon in beers. Because he's he had really? one opportunity to do a um, uh, investor beer, and he wanted to do a bacon buddy right. IPA, and that's what we did. So, well, that's that's a good thing about if you want to. That's that's a great idea if you want to put bacon in beer because you actually don't have to use real bacon. Exactly, smoked malts. You can use wrap wrap uh, uh, beechwood smoked malt makes it taste like bacon. We've got two investors who all they want, like the two investors who just desperately want their investor beer made again. Yes. One of them is Simpo, who wants his Bacon Buddy IPA. And the other one is right. um, another investor who we did smoke screen, which is basically a smoked smoked uh, kind of rash beer, I guess. is the What is it with uh, investors and smoke? It's crazy. And and he, like, every every time I message this guy, he's like, yep, when are we doing smoke screen again? Like, fuck. It's amazing what you can do with smoke and a beer, man. Yeah. Because, like, remember I did that beer a few years ago, Pepper Steak Porter? Yes. That was that was just a smoked porter with, uh, I think it was cherry wood smoke. Oh, yeah. Do you know the full name of that beer? I can, I can picture the label with the steak on yeah. the front. That's right. And, and so basically it's the full name of that beer is Pepper Steak Porter, a vegan beer experience. Okay. That's controversial. Because it's actually vegan. In 2021. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why not? Okay, you could do it then. It was totally vegan. Yeah, that's fair. A little bit tongue in cheek though, but that's my style. Very good. Well, we did get some real questions in here. Let me let me see. Mm. Um, what do you got? Let me tabs open here. Well, you you mentioned that. Oh, hang on. Wait a second. Oh, I've got a few shout outs from last week's episode. The first one was Luke Cooper. Um, yep. Says. The thirst come thirst served hop heart design. So the, the glass that you had. Oh, the glass. Yes. Yeah. There's a thirsty merchant's design they use in merch. The can glass Hendo had is probably from the Queensland Beer Awards 2021. Oh. Thirsty merchant sponsored all the judges and stewards. Got a tote bag. Got a tote bag. The there you go. There you go. That's because that's because Coop was a steward. And he would have been either putting them together or handing them out or would have known what was happening behind the scenes. There you go. Nice. So we figured that one out. Um, uh, what do you want to get? Do you want to get some questions or some news items? Yeah. There's, 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 a, there's a bit of both. There's not too much. We've got, we've got, um, well, you mentioned zero alk. 
This is yes. something that's come up this week so many times for me. Like it's 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 come up on and off over the course of the last kind of couple year or two. But this week I've probably mm-hmm. been asked or seen something about this, I'd say probably 10 times. Right. Um, you mentioned it briefly. Paul from the group had a question about it. There was an ABC news story today about zero alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, one of one of my uh, reps, Nile, who I don't like very much. If you listen to this, Nile, I'm sorry mm. I hung up on you in a sales meeting, mm. but I don't like it. So it's, it's, yeah, it's right. It. What a bastard! Well, he's Irish. Mm. Yeah. Um, so he, so the the ABC News article kind of talked about the growth in it. It mentioned. 100% growth year on year, but it mentioned, yep. you know, 1% market share. So it's still it's not bad. It's getting somewhere. It's getting somewhere, but it's still yeah. not a lot. I, I, I'd i love to hear your thoughts on it. I'm, I'm pretty lukewarm on the whole thing, but maybe I'm, you know, behind the times. I don't know. Oh, look, you know, I, I think it's, um there is a trend towards, you know, better for you drinks and that sort of thing. Um, You know, I, I, Personally, I don't have anything against uh, yeah, brewers who want to make uh, non-alcoholic beer. It's bloody hard to do and to get it to a taste good and b be shelf stable. And because like without alcohol, uh, there's the risk of making people sick. Um, you know, I think I, I certainly don't think there's anything wrong with a brewer who wants to follow the trend of being better better for you drinks and that sort of thing. Um, if that's where the market is indeed going, it's it's up to us to sort of keep keep up with market trends. Um, non-alcoholic beer, I get. Non-alcoholic wine, I get. Non-alcoholic alcoholic spirits, what the fuck? Yeah, it's interesting. Non-alcoholic gin. Yeah, there's one in, I think there's a yeah, what is in that? Burley that's doing non-alcoholic gin. Yeah, okay, cool. All right, so you make a non-alcoholic RTD. That, that's actually a thing. Did you know that's a thing? N-A-R-T-D. It's, just it's a category now. That's exactly it's soft drink. It's <laughs> so wrong. Have you had any? I saw it. Beer? I saw it. Ah, you know where I saw it? It was it was in the the um the article about uh, feral Coca Cola selling feral. Yeah, Coca Cola. The, the the guy who heads up Coca Cola Europe, whatever it is that owns feral, actually said. We're going to focus on not NARTDs, non-alcoholic RTDs. And I'm there and I'm scratching my head going, it's a fucking soft drink. That's kind of normal for Coca-Cola. Yeah, well, Eddie, Eddie had, when seltzers came out, Eddie had the idea of doing a soft seltzer. Okay, Eddie, we need to chat. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a winner, isn't it? It's we, just, we, need to, we need to talk. It's, just, it's just soft drink. I'm just um, going to put my arm around his shoulder yeah. when I see him and just take him off into the corners. Uh, look, mate, you know, we got to talk. No, I think, I think he was being funny. I liked it. No, this uh, non, non whatever word you just said, the spirits um, is in this. N-A-R-T-D, yes. Yeah. So this is. What is that? That's enough to make your head explode. Just go, it's the soft drink. Yeah, interesting. So makes no sense. Have anyway, you tried so, any non-alcoholic beers? Yeah, of course. Which one? Um, Heineken Zip Double Zero. What does that taste like? Water. Wort. Like sweet wort? No, just worty, fizzy wort sort of thing. Um, I've tried. Uh, I've tried one of the sober. 
Uh, I can't remember which one, but I know I've tried it once. Um, and I think someone handed me a one drop or big drop, big drop. All right. That's it. What do you, what do you have one sip? What's your review? Oh, and I also judged um, non-elk at the uh, the Indies. Oh, interesting. Okay. I can't tell you what they were because I have no idea. No. But there's, there were some that were extremely good. Really? Like it was one that, oh, yeah. There was this one that was like a paler. It was nice and hoppy. And if someone didn't tell you that it was non-alcoholic, you would have gone, hey, that's a great beer. It was amazing. Interesting. Yeah, amazing. I, I had what The only one I've ever had was one of the Brewdog ones. Mm-hmm. Um. I was pretty impressed. It tasted like beer. Yeah. And that's the challenge around it, you know, is actually to get it to taste like beer and that sort of thing, unlike the Heineken Double Zero, which tastes like wort. Right. Um, You know. Well, it just um, kind of tasted like, it tasted like that kind of raw, wet, hoppy sort of beer. You know. Yeah. More beery than it should have been, but it tasted, it looked, it looked exactly like beer. Tasted. Yep. Tasted more or less like beer. So I I, I kind of get it. Yeah. Ah, it's pretty good. I I um I think um um I think it's here to I think non alcoholic beer is here to stay. Um I think as soon as the um the, the pasteurization or shelf stability um technology becomes uh cheaper, that we'll see more craft breweries doing it. I think that's the reason why a lot of craft breweries don't do it at the moment, uh, is is due to the shelf stability. Um you don't want pathogens. Like, you know, we're very lucky as brewers. We can just make beer and it doesn't make people sick because of the alcohol in it. But a lot, uh, of, those, but, a lot of those brands are just contract brewing those beers anyway. Well, exactly. And that's, what, that's where all the, the non-alc beer is coming from at the moment. Mm. I mean, is it's all contract brew. Yeah. Um, however, um, you know, you've got non-alc breweries opening up now, like Sober's opening up a non-alc brewery, I think, down the Goldie and that sort of thing. And, mm. um, and, um, and as, you know, as soon as that, that technology becomes... Uh, more cost-effective uh, and accessible, uh, we'll, we'll see much more um, non-alcoholic beer. So, yeah. Some Yeah, was it Brewdog who bought a pasteurizer recently to do the non-alcoholic Yeah, I think so, yeah. But pa- like a pasteurizer itself is not crazy expensive, is it? I don't think. Yeah, they're expensive, mate. Are they? Yeah, very expensive. Mm. Like a little flash pasteurizer. Oh, <sighs> easily. Couple hundred thousand, quarter million bucks, I think, yeah, for right. a small one, for a small flash. Tunnel yeah. pasteurizers, very energy if uh, energy intensive. Tunnel pasteurizer, flash pasteurizations, flash pasteurization is very energy efficient because there's a lot of energy recovery and that sort of thing. Um, but um, tunnel just run um, through a hot tube. Yeah, so they basically they go on a big conveyor belt um, and they get sprayed with hot water. And then varying degrees of colder water as they progress down the tunnel to cool them back down again. That can't be too expensive. Um, that doesn't sound very complicated. It's not complicated, but it's very expensive to run. You think about the energy to heat up. Like the one that right. we had at um, Southern Bay could hold 10,000 cans of beer. Think about the energy that would be required to heat 10,000 cans of beer from refrigeration temperature, which is what happens when they're bottled, or they're bottled up to 60 degrees Celsius in 30 seconds why did they have a pasteurizer there oh that because that's that it was modeled on the mega breweries you know yeah right yeah so yeah and the bottling machine was terrible 
What you got another beer there, mate? Is the same one or what do you? I do. Choice? No, no, it's a different one. It's still from Alice Springs. Let me just Give us pour a it. And one one sip review. Righty, I'll tell you what the beer is first after I've poured it. So it is um, Alice Springs Brewing Company Batch Thirty Seven Pale. Wow, pretty sure this is the only one in Queensland. Let's have a look here. Are they just kind of ripping off everybody with their beer names? Is that is that the go or hmm? why? What does that mean? I don't know. Batch is Batch Thirty Seven a um? Well, no, but Batch, batch is Number Thirty Seven is what it's. Batch is a, a brewery. Yeah, it's a brewery, but the beer is called Batch Number Thirty Seven. Okay, that's fine. Looks looks multi. It's very pale ale. Ah, it's not too bad. Little, still very slight haze, but pretty pretty well settled out. Not too much happening on the hop aroma, but the flavour is um, pretty decent. Uh, very a uh, uh, little bit of herbaceous. Not much in the fruit sort of thing going on, um, but totally decent. Decent. Nice. Not faulty. What do, you, what, what do you know about this brewery? Well, they're a client of mine, so. Um, and my brother was there last week. Oh, they got a tap room? They got a tap room in Alice Springs. Yeah. Very cool. Um, apparently, it's the best place to best food and drink for pub food in Alice Springs, Alice Springs Brewing Company. That's awesome. So it was really interesting um, when I first um, spoke to um, Kyle from, from Alice Springs Brewing Company. Um, he was a bit of a victim of his own success. The brewery was growing and growing and growing and he couldn't keep up with production. He was very stressed. Um, and then I started working with him and, you know, we made, we sort of worked on some stuff around the beer. Um, they've hired a head brewer now. Um, uh, and um, he's very happy. That's awesome. Very happy. You know, it's like, it's tough enough running a brewing company and it shouldn't be stressful and it shouldn't cost you your personal relationships or friendships or anything like that. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's only, <laughs> okay. it's, it, it's true. It's tough. Now, I know. <laughs> Should have told you back in 2014 or 2015 or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it is a tough business and, um, and I've seen, you know, lots of friends in the industry who've gone through, um, you know, some tough times out there and that sort of thing. And the thing that you need to constantly tell yourself if you're going to be in the brewing industry is it's only beer. Yeah. Right. And that's not a permission to, like, um, to, to, to say we can be lazy, you know, with quality or marketing or anything like that. But it's kind of like this holistic very high level view of the business it's like it's only being relax you know um yeah. unless unless it's soft seltzer and then it's that's a different well so then it's only soft seltzer that's a different thing. and yeah i've got a, i've got an interesting situation here so what's wrong with the, your dog can you hear that yeah a little bit yeah he so he he doesn't bark normally but i'm in this new house and I put right. him outside while I do the podcast. But when I talk, he goes crazy. Because remember, he used to hump my leg when I talk. Yeah, that's right. So I yeah. put him outside and now he's barking his fucking head off. Well, we can't hear him hump, hump your leg. But I can feel it. And he looks at me weird. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> he loves you. Should I let him in? Because this is this is a problem. You can let him in. He's going to get pissed off. But you can let him like, in. 
Is this like teaching him that if he barks like an asshole, he'll get looked after? Um, I don't know. I'm not a dog trainer. I'm gonna go let him. Go in. get him. This go is get your him. idea, okay? If this goes, yeah, to okay. Shit. Yeah. All right. Yep. Yep. This will be interesting. We'll see what happens here. I just can't believe he called his dog Elon. It's very interesting. I wonder why you would call your dog Elon. Oh, he's back. Are you talking to how yourself did... when I'm away? Or how does that work? No I, was, no, I was talking about you. Oh, yeah. Oh, you little bastard. Oh, he's humping already. He is, he's getting after it. This, is, this was a terrible idea. I knew this was a terrible oh, idea. Oh, I love the eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> He's the fucking coolest dog. I love him so much. You've got to not do this shit. Okay. Just, he's, he's such a legend. Cat. He's just such a legend. He's so cool. Is I he going to get any bigger? Not too much, I don't think. No, you can't. You, you just can't do this. Daddy's got to work. Okay. Daddy's got to work. He's so thick, dude. Look at him. I know. Head, just a just a chunk, chunky, chunk, muscly dog. Does he go to the so gym? Muscly. He doesn't even like he to. works out. You know, the funny thing is I went to uh, the like a meetup of these dogs, these American Bulldogs, and they yeah. had a treadmill there. There was someone that was selling like weight gain 3000 type shit to get these dogs super jacked. Oh, fuck so, off. No joke. And there was a treadmill there that they were selling that has a hook at the front with a bit of food and the dog just fucking treads <sighs> along this treadmill to try and get after the food to get super jacked. And there's like it's like a resistance treadmill. Yeah, and he was he was the skinniest dog there by a mile. Like these dudes, were, these dogs were proper shred city, and he was just like this tiny little mini mini skinny mini. Won't you go out outside? You're a menace. Out. That's that's is that animal cruelty? I Possibly. don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I don't know either. I don't know. Either. Well, the American ones. If you ever see like a an American bulldog or like a pit bull in America, they chop their ears mm. off. So mm. they look like they're really like kind of pinned back, um, but in in Australia you don't do that because we don't we don't mutilate animals in Australia. No, you're not allowed to. No, only humans sometimes. Not as much. Mm. Mm. No, we don't chop bits off animals, do we, mate? He's pretty comfy. He's just sitting there, so that's good. We've got any questions this week? Yes. Well, we had the, the zero out, which is an interesting one. Um, mm. Let me see what else we've got here. We've got a Darren Hill question, which is which is standard. Um, Darren says, "Oh, well, the other news thing we had was Coke selling to Feral. I don't think we talked about that one." Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, we sort of touched on that. So, Coke selling Feral. It's weird, what do you think isn't about that? that? Uh, well, I mean, I th I think it's. I'm always <laughs> I'm always reluctant to say too much about these things, especially after the stone and wood thing, because I kind of think you've got to be really careful with what you say. But mm -hmm. what I've always said is I never want to sell because I don't like the idea because it just doesn't feel like mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like a good outcome for what we do. Um, but would you buy? Well, I mean, we don't have a spare fifty or sixty million dollars to buy feral, but. Um, I guess it's I guess it's another reason not to sell, isn't it? You know, you sell you sell to someone, and then they just flog it off to someone else. 
Well, that's right. But, you know, Brendan Barris isn't there anymore. He always, well, not active. I don't think he's actively, I don't think he's even involved in the business anymore. Hasn't been for a while. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. Apart from the fact, I just feel a certain, a little bit of sense of opportunity. Opportunity is kind of, and optimism. Let me call it optimism. Because now that Feral is up for sale by a non-independent, there is the opportunity for it to become independent again. That's true. I, I just I don't really know who who buys Feral. Um, I don't know who would buy it because um, I, I think like like for me from our point of view, Feral's a fucking epic brand. But yeah, I would I would only be interested like if we had the opportunity to buy a really big production brewery somewhere like in WA. That sounds like a good opportunity. But to buy a brand mm. for a smaller brand like us, it's not appealing. To a bigger brand, it probably is to, to create it. But like, like, what independent beer wants to buy another brand that isn't their own brand? You know, like Stone and Wood, I guess, did a little bit of that, but not not that kind of scale. Mm. Like who would buy them though? Who would buy them? I don't who would know. buy a Feral? Like, who would the other big? What about Tribe? Uh, possibility, possibly. You know, but they've already got um, the ability to make shitloads of beer where they are. Yeah. It wouldn't be uh, Mighty Craft slash Founders first. Well, it's worth more than Mighty Craft is. is exactly, and they don't. They're out of cash. Well, they're not out of cash, but they they they're fully, you know, got their money working yeah, for them at the moment. They haven't got. I mean, yeah. And it's not really their strategy to to, to kind of buy. I, I can't a see. Brand. I can't see lions. I can't see lion really making another a second acquisition within six months which really only leaves cub but you said optimism about independence so you've said that they're not interested in buying any more breweries wasahi have said that. yeah but they don't have a wa brewery mm. that's what that's the thing that they don't have they whenever, don't have I, whenever i've been contacted by people about potentially catching up about these kinds of things. It's been, this is before the stone and wood thing. It's been lion and Coke. We've never had any contact from anyone else and we've, we've never been interested in selling. So it's never gone anywhere, but um, I, I can't, I don't, I don't, to me, CUB doesn't really make a lot of sense. Lion to me, doesn't make any sense. Um, Might be some interest from overseas perhaps. Or, or just like a private equity group that gets together and thinks, you know, we can buy this off Coke at a, actual okay price like like whatever mm. they get for it is probably a probably a pretty good price compared to you know the bolter sale or the stone and wood sale and maybe they think they can yeah. give it a couple of years and then there would there would be some there or, would be some interest in it but i'm just not quite sure where that interest would come from yeah i am not i'm not super confident it's going to go back to being independent unless it's like one of these private equity firms in which case it would be a temporary kind mm. of thing i feel mm. It's an interesting one. I hope it's good though, because it's a fucking great brand, and it would be great for that. To yeah, beers are good. Going. What's your favourite feral beer? Uh, well, the Hop Hog was just a just a massive game changing mm. beer. So yep. I think that's that's probably. It's been so long since I had one though that that was kind of that reminded me anything like the original one because it's just not. You know, we're a long way from the brewery here. I don't kind of go out and buy beers from mm. Ann Murphy's and whatnot anymore. Um, I've never been over there. I know Eddie went there when he was in WA and said it, the place was epic. 
Um, yeah, one I, of my I'm faves happy. was back when, but before I even became a brewer, I went to, I used to live in WA and, and went to the Feral Brew Pub and they had this beer called Rust. Yeah. It was very good. Don't even, couldn't even tell you what style it was. I just remember, I really liked that beer. So. Was that Karma Citra one? The black, the black, that was a black IPA? Black IPA, yeah, that was, yeah, that was that good. good. Yeah. Um, I mean, um, and I think the barrel fermented hog was the last because I was looking up yeah. we, this hottest 100 that's coming up. We're keen to try and get pink mist AWOL into the list as a barrel aged beer because I know barrel aged beers haven't been in the list for a long time. Um, wow. and I think the last one is barrel fermented hog, which was, I think, something or maybe watermelon warhead. I don't think that was a barrel aged beer, was it? Uh, might be no, it's hard. Yeah, Can't they don't make a lot of it. Never made a lot of it, so yeah. But it's interesting because, like, um, you know, hop hog used to be the number one beer in the hottest one hundred. I know that's crazy. That just took a massive dive, didn't it? It's changed so much. Has it changed know? that much, or was just they sold and that was it? What the hottest one hundred? No, they had the beer. Oh no, people changed. Yeah. You know the market changed, but the market and hasn't changed that much. Like like the the styles of beer that are doing well are still right up in that kind of style of beer, aren't they? That's got a hoppy pale ale has has every every chance of winning the hottest one hundred. It's more just the fact that they sold and people didn't like that. Um, it's an interesting one. I think people's uh, people's um, tastes have changed. I'm just having a look here. Um, Gab Spectacular, Hottest 100. Here we go. Well, they used to win quite a few years ago, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, oh, look, you know, um, people's people's uh, tastes uh, definitely, definitely uh, change. Great Australian Beer Spectacular. They used to have in on Wikipedia the... Hottest one hundred winners. We need we need Jamie here to pull up. I know. I'm trying stats. to look at it myself, but I'm just going quiet. They used to have a comprehensive list of the of the hottest one hundred going right back. You know, like when it, when it started. Um, yeah. Well, so, I, yeah. Think, I know that I was sort of first and second there for a while, but I know after the sale it just plummeted, and I think so did Green Beacon, so did a bunch of these companies, and I think it was Volta that. Literally, the only one to not plummet, and Stone and Wood, mm. I assume, will be the second one because I, I mean, I can't see them doing too badly in the list. Mm. They might mm. not win; they probably won't win, but they'll be, they'll be in there. They'll be up there. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting though. Oh, that's that. Oh no, that's not it. Anyway, fuck it. Yeah. Bloody, bloody, look at the internet. <laughs> Good, beer. Good beer, great. Good company. beer. I hope it becomes independent again, but yeah. I don't hold out too much hope. Well, I put in the group. It would be good to get Brendan on the show, but I don't. I've, I've met him a couple of times, but I don't. I don't know him. I don't have his phone. I number. think he's like semi-retired now, mate. Man, but whatever, he can take a phone call. Get him on the show. Have a chat. Get him on board. I like BV. He's, he's a legend. Yeah, hit him up. What else? What else he got there? Number. Um. So Darren Hill. Well, this is on topic. Darren Hill says best and worst big craft acquisitions. Who's done it well? Who's struggled? Have we talked about that enough, or do you think that's worth? Did we do that last week? I don't know. Uh, give me someone else. We did that last right. week. This is actually a pretty good one. Ju, uh, one of one of my accountants um, yeah. and serial question asker, 
localism, locals supporting locals, making it hard to get into other locations, which is actually something that um, mm -hmm. is, a, is a thing. It's something that Jamie Mazen talk, talk about, talks about that a lot. Ja yep, Mazen talks about it. Talks, Jamie talks about being hyper-local and that's the, where the growth is in craft brewing, in his opinion. And No, this, this, this is the downside of that, which is oh. you know, it becomes easy to, easy to sell in your local market, but it becomes hard to grow a business when everyone is supporting local. So you can't really expand. And we've, mm. we've found this, you know, to some extent because, we, you know, we've got a good following locally. We, we don't have a lot. Sydney and Melbourne, we don't have a lot and they're the big markets. Um, and they're all supporting local. And same as Queensland. Like, mm. hasn't talked about that, talked about pulling reps out of Queensland. Um, mm. Mm. A lot of people have done that. They kind of find it hard to come up to Queensland and sell beer. It's like we've gone full circle from the days in which, Queenslanders drank Forex and New South Welshmen drank Tui's and Victorians drank VB or Carlton Draft. And then the the, the, the mega breweries really homogenised it and then Forex Gold became Australia's biggest selling beer. Um, and then we kind of like it's the consumers who are really driving that hyper-local trend, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of good in a way, isn't it? Like I've always been happy enough to, if we can keep selling beer locally. Then that's cool with me, um, but I guess you, you get to a point where it's hard to hard to grow the business if you can't expand outside your local area. Yeah, I think what you got to do is not like if you you know having run a brewing company that sort of thing. Um, the further geographically you are away from the brewery, like the further you got to stretch, they say you know figuratively sort of stretch your arm, the harder it is to sort of put your put your print on you know that that mm. patch. Yeah, and and I think that um, you have to if you, it's okay to grow your your geographic territory, but it's got to be incremental, you know. Yeah. Um. So in your case, it's going to be you know heading south, lots of tourists down there, and all that sort of stuff, and and um, uh, that sort of thing, and then heading north, you know, up Sunshine Coast and beyond, and that sort of thing. See, even Sunny Coast, it's it's tough to sell beer on the Sunny Coast. There's a lot of good breweries there. There's, you know, a lot of yeah. a lot yeah. of people have been there for a while. There's a lot of support for locals. It's, you know, the local residents living there, selling beer made locally. A lot of support for that, which mm. you love and there should mm. be. Um, yes. And for us, like, we don't have a tap room up there. I think the tap room thing is important too because we, we've grown our whole business based off the tap rooms, not, not because... Yeah, I, I guess I guess we're not the only ones. Put a fucking tap room on a sunny coast. The, the, the other thing about that is you have to be prepared to actually run it and actually go there and do all of that. Like it's not that easy. It's not even just having one mm. in Brisbane. Like we're, like we've always got a good reason to go to Brisbane, but mm. Brisbane is mm. far enough to go. Like we've thought about doing tap rooms in other states, and it's like I hope you got some staff who are happy to go there or live there or find someone down there because it's yeah. yeah a lot of extra work, and you need people who are prepared to do the travel and find good people in the local area to work for a company that's outside of the area. So it's all, it's all infill challenging. is what you've got to do. Infill. You know, you've got to sort of, you know, you've, you've, you know, you've got a good footprint in, you know, you're good at where you're good at. And then from there, you just got to infill and grow within that place where you're already at and grow slowly outside of it. Yeah. Well, that's happened with us. Our, like our tap rooms really, we've just grown. You know, we started in Burley, grew out from there, went to the North end of the Goldie, grew out from there, went to Brisbane, grew out from there. And has Brisbane helped? Of... Um, has the Brisbane tap room helped 
Black Ops sales and yeah, say Dan's so. and all sorts of stuff. And I think so. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard. It's it's very hard to measure, but mm. it's it is good to know that like Brisbane's a really good market for us. Nile does a great job up there. Because um, yeah. there's been breweries before who have had aspirations to open breweries in other capital cities in Australia. You know, there's you know. Um, um, you know, years ago, Young Henry's had the aspiration to have their brewery in Newtown, one in Adelaide, one in Western Australia, which become beer farm and that sort of thing. Oh, what happened there? I don't, I don't know the history. Oh, it just didn't, didn't pan out. Probably for really? the same reasons that you're talking about now. Yeah, because you have to actually be so. keen to go there and keep it running and all of that. It's really tough. Yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was a thing that was sort of talked about, you know, or mooted, um, but never really transpired and that sort of thing. And probably for the same reasons, you know, it's, it's, it's like, um, you know, you're very, you're very close to your staff and, 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 and your customers and know them by their first name. And the moment you sort of go and um, you don't get to see them every day or, you know, you're walking in the office, you go, you know, um, um, you know, Hey Toshi, how you doing mate? You know, all that sort of stuff. Then how do those staff connect with the company culture? Yeah. And the yeah, brand and a long way away too. Like like Brizzy's an hour away, and you know we, we can catch up. The tap room manager, I catch up with him every week, and one of us is going up there every week, so it's easy enough. But imagine having a brewery in WA, mm. and I mean, he's but that said, though, Brewdog seemed to do it quite well. Yep. Yep. Somehow they managed to do that quite well. See, that to me seems super challenging. Like they're like who else has done? I guess McKellar have done that too, haven't they? Mm, they don't have too many outlets, but. Don't they? Um, Oh, well, they've got McKellar Bar was one in Tokyo. Yeah, I went to one there's in Japan. A brewery, there's a brewery in San Diego. Where else are they? Oh, I, I think it's... I, I just saw one in Japan and assumed that meant that they were everywhere. No. So who, you been who to else? the one in Japan? Yeah, I've been to the one in Japan. Yeah, oh, I, the beers there. Were, it's it very small. The brewery. It was tiny. It was very small bar. and very expensive. It was very good. Yeah, it's very expensive though. Yeah. I was on holidays. Zero fucks. I sent it. <laughs> make it rain yeah. make it rain yeah but, no, but um, most of the beers i had weren't weren't um McKellar beers they were um oh, jester king and like, i think they had mm, like a tap mm. takeover of all these other these amazing sours and i was just losing my shit it was great yeah yeah um yeah brewdog i mean they're are they the only one that are kind of doing this really well well have you been to any many of the brewdog bars around the world yeah oh well no i've been to the one in in tokyo and obviously yeah. brizzy yeah. um any others no but i've seen photos they look bloody good i went to the brewdog bar in berlin they've had, they have the brewery as well but i've been to the brewery they brewdog bought the stone bar. one so that, that that was another yeah. one that didn't work out wasn't it the stone got kind no. Of there. no that's right yeah exactly stone tried to expand from san diego into europe and realized that um it's fucking hard it's fucking hard because the german beer market is hard right you're competing against one dollar augustina brow world-class munich hellas yeah brewdog are they how do they go there they're still sending oh, i don't i think for them it's a way in which they can get their beer into europe the eu without the issues around being in brexit land mm. so i think it actually works for them now but their but their bars are very similar, almost. And I don't want to, I don't mean to disrespect them, but but they have a really good system. It's very McDonald's like, and I say McDonald's like as in 
It's not, it's not a comment on the One beer the or anything like that. And it's very systemized. Yeah. <laughs> it's very systemized, you know, and they're able to, to replicate that system all over the world, you know, with and, and have a little bit of a local flair and that sort of thing. Um, but um, uh, yeah, it's, it's like, um, it's tough to grow your geographic location. Um, and uh, anyone who can pull that off, bloody good on them. Mm. Yeah, from, from what I've seen of them, like I know they get a lot of heat, but from what I've seen of what they do, they seem to do a bloody good job. Like that, 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 um, the Tokyo one was good. I, I actually have got a thing written on the wall of that Tokyo one, or it was when I was there anyway, I'd like a cheers from Black Ops because you get to write on the wall if you're from another brewery, mm. I think. So if any mm-hmm. of your listeners happen to go there, was that Brewdog or McKellar? Brewdog yep. in, in Tokyo. There's a little message on there from Black yeah. Ops, which is yeah. cool. Nice. Um, and the Brisbane brew, brewery's fucking great. It's a great operation. Oh, Good food. It's amazing. Top, they did the a great food's job. A, the food looks amazing. Yeah. The venue looks amazing. And thank the God they put good. some shade sales out the front, which is great. Uh, and they're expanding it. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, everyone kind of thought, oh, this is crazy. You're putting a brewery in Murray. And then meanwhile, they've just been cranking ever since. So good on them. Yeah. Before the pandemic, you know, I remember just flying in, you know, onto Brisbane Airport on a Tuesday afternoon. And you go, oh, Brewdog's packed today. It's Tuesday. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Turns out it's a great location. So, I mean, they're not even from here and they've figured that mm. out. Mm. They obviously know what they're doing. Mm. Um, all right. Well, who else? Who else is, before we get off that topic, in Australia, the Australian breweries? Have done this multiple venue thing, like you got the Mighty Craft, which have got multiple brands. But is there any other yes. brand you can think of? I'm just trying to think as I talk. Is there any that are kind of well, Fermentum has re- sort of sort of done that, but it's again, it's different brands within the group. Different brands. Is there anyone who's yeah. kind of done their own? Like I guess Range have got the the Melbourne mm. site, but it's not another brewery. No, it's just a bar. Um, there's probably someone we're not thinking of, but yeah, yeah it's, it's not really, it's not really happened a lot, has it? Mm, it's interesting opportunity. Not for me because I just I don't don't really like traveling and it's uh, too hard. What since COVID? No, I just I just don't like being away from home. You know, you have to you have to be if you want to run a business away from. It's fucking hard enough to run a business near your house. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, all right, we've got one more question, which I thought was probably too technical for the podcast, but I'm going well, to let's have a look. Fucking send it anyway, because it's the last question in our list. Well, this this could be, I mean, this could be a question for you. No, definitely not. I, I don't know my flannel, on. I don't, I'm not going to know how to answer this. So this is from <laughs> it's from Scott Eckford, bottle conditioning and oxidation. Right. Um, I have some questions about packaging bottle conditioned beers. General thoughts about excluding or reducing or reduction of oxygen when bottle conditioned beers, mm-hmm. how much oxygen is required for secondary fermentation in a bottle is CO2 purging viable. Um, and so on and so on. Mm. I don't know. It's, it's and expectations away. about stability duration of bottle conditioned beers. Yeah. I think I'm not wearing my red flannel, mate, but I think I've got this one. Eh? All right. Hit me with it, Hendo, because we just put our first beer into bottle. Well, not really our first beer. Our first AWOL beer into bottles went in two weeks ago. Yeah. Did you bottle condition it? Yeah. Toshi's a master. Saison. Saison. Yep. We borrowed the bottling machine from Corumban Valley, so shout out to those guys. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The 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 um the widow maker. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, okay, so here's the go, right? Um, so bottle conditioning. I've done a lot of bottle conditioning over the years. When I started my career, I worked at uh, Prickly Moses, Otway Estate, and they bottle conditioned all their beers, stubbies, right? So we would bottle beers with like the, one of those gravity fillers. And um, I know I'm doing these ones, but that's literally what it was like. Can you do that? And I enjoyed that. Like this. It's okay. like this, like yeah. milk and a cow, but not quite. Okay. And um, um, and then we would stick the beers, pallets of beer into a warm room for a week or so to re-ferment, and then we would send it out into the market. Um, oh, really? So. Say that again? Into a warm room? Warm room, yeah. Oh, to make it quicker. Uh, to no, to, to so the beer's bottled cold. Oh, warm right. as in just ambient in a warehouse. No, no, it was in a. It would have like a. It was basically a, 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 a um insulated room with a little one of those air oil heaters in there. What does that do? And, well, it heats it, it heats the room to about twenty two degrees Celsius. It, but it's very cold out there. So oh, I see. I see. Right, so Sorry, just maintain. I don't understand this. constant temperature. It's a Victorian, mate. Okay, understood. Um. Anyway, so bottle conditioning um, uh, and, oxi- and oxidation, right? So um, to answer the question, uh, general thoughts about excluding or reduction of oxi- oxidization with bottle conditioned beers, you should always try and minimize the oxygen pickup when you're actually moving the beer. Um, but when you're bottle conditioning a beer, usually it's going to be in some sort of gravity filler thing, not really some counter pressure thing, counter pressure situation because it was counter pressure it'd be closed and therefore it could be forced carbonated right so there is always inevitably going to be some oxygen pickup with bottle conditioned beers you should still aim to minimize that because the damage from oxygen happens um starts to happen within 25 20 to 20 20 to 30 minutes or so okay um it's not like a gray line your beer is fucked in 20 minutes but the damage starts to happen that quickly um and um so you should always minimize that so that kind of answers that question how much oxygen is required for secondary fermentation in a bottle as little as possible right so you don't um, need the oxygen in it's only doing harm yeah so to- the answer to the third question is co2 two purging a viable option ox- viable option yes it should be because again you want to minimize the oxygen pickup okay um and um but you know but the thing is you're always going to get some oxygen now the really good thing is is because you're doing a secondary fermentation in the in the bottle um uh is that um yeast when they start fermenting take up the oxygen right you know how you aerate your work when you're on brew day and that sort of thing oh, i know, I know. Um, after you put the hops in and that sort of thing after i do the dry hop yep that's right. After you do the dry hop, yep. um, that's because yeast need oxygen at the start of fermentation to for for yeast health. Well, the same applies when you when you're bottling. If you want the, those yeast to re-ferment, if there's oxygen there, that's kind of good for them for cell reproduction and stuff like that. Um, so what the yeast do is actually clean up the oxygen. Right? They actually have a positive effect in that they clean up the oxygen. Um, and so. Um, so in that respect, it's actually a good insurance policy against oxidizing your beer by bottle conditioning it. Uh, remember I was talking to last week about uh, Southern Bay Hop Bazooka? Yeah. Um, so we actually partially bottle conditioned that beer. So, and we did it to preserve the hops in that we knew the bottle filler was shit, right? And so we went, right, what we'll do is we'll partially carbonate it and then we'll partially dose it with some sugar. Yeah. 
then bottle it knowing that those hop compounds would be preserved. So about Mm. maybe three quarters of the carbonation was forced carb and the remainder was, um, and the remainder was um, bottle conditioning. Yeah. And it really made that beer really, really uh, good. Um, And so, um, so yes, uh, bottle conditioning is a good thing. You should minimize your oxygen pickup, but if you do pick up oxygen, the yeast will actually deal with that oxygen. Right. And that's my answer to that question. Good answer. So now I've got a couple of follow-up questions. One is, um, can you bottle beer and not bottle condition? Of course you can. Right. And you the can, other you one can, is, Yeah, you can counter-pressure fill a, a, a bottle. Yeah. But In you fact, need a better, better bottling line, right? No, they're better. They're actually better for, for counter-pressure filling than a can. Right. right. Because the thing is, because a bottle's so rigid, when you're purging a bottle, you can actually p- apply negative pressure and actually, so you can put CO2 in the bottle and then you can suck it out with some negative pressure and then you can put CO2 in, you can suck it out with negative pressure. If you put negative pressure on a can, it collapses. Yeah, yeah. Right? You can't suck it out. Um, so that so in some respects, they're better for uh, purging prior to filling. Yeah. Second question was, can you uh, can condition? There is absolutely no reason why you couldn't can condition. None. You were thinking of giving it a shot? No. I, I wonder <laughs> if anyone does it and why not. Is, is part of it part of it the fact that it's a little bit unpredictable how much pressure you got in there and more likely to kind of pop the seal? Um, no, no. Um, a good brewer knows how much priming sugar to add to achieve the right level of carbonation. Um and taking into consideration the headspace and all that sort of thing. Um, no, there's no reason why you can't can condition. Does anyone do that? Hmm. Not that I know of. Uh, not, nah, not that I know of. I guess I'm, I'm sure it's been done. Probably, probably set up. I'm sure it's been done. You yeah. could do it. No, I'm not keen to. I was just no, you can you can can condition some AWOL beers if you want to chuck them through the canning line. It wouldn't be that tricky. Yeah. So, um, am I right in saying uh, Cooper's little creatures are all still bottle conditioned? I believe that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a they're probably the biggest ones, are they? Like, do the do the big companies do that? Or? Yeah. And again, you know, like I said, is that like um, the yeast will will take up that oxygen and remove the oxygen from the beer and stop mm. it damaging the beer. That's part of the reason why they do it. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Maybe hop hop hog in the bottle might be bottle conditioned. I don't know. Oh, who knows? Who I'll knows? Brandon, when when we get him on the show. That was a very technical question. It was, yeah. No, I've if been you, on that one for if a while. you, no, that's okay. We should uh, elicit some feedback from our um, our audience. If you think that the questions, if you think that question was too technical, say that's too technical, and and let us know. Uh, if not, maybe we can talk some more technical shit. Yeah. Do you want I more? Do you want more brewer or do you want more boss? Well, I think it's a yin and yang, mate. Yeah. And. Um, um, you know, um, we'll see where how it all plays out. Balance. You need the balance in life. We, we do. We we can mm. we can survey the group. Yeah. Um, Failing that, I should. You know, you've been bloody pestering me about it for years. I should go start a technical brewing fucking podcast. Oh, mate. 
Now that I know how, how you did it and how easy it is. Oh. I sent it. I'll help you out with it. Easy. Uh, I hope we get that done. The other the other one is um James from Crafty Pint. If, if uh, fucking if that guy doesn't start a podcast, well, the time he'd be fascinating. He's got to do it. We we, mm. we should get him on here. We'll get him on here, and then he'll be like, "Oh shit, this is easy," like you just said. Yeah. And then I'll make the same offer to him. I'll say, "I'll just set it all up for you." Yeah. Then give it to your crew, and you'll bloody get on the microphone every week and talk to somebody. He's, he's doing it anyway idea. on his phone. He's a great. He's he's great at talking. To yeah. People. Yeah. Be perfect for it. We should we just yeah. get him on anyway because that'd be fun. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I'll give him a call. All right. Thanks, Hando. That was good. Hey man. Thank you very much. Uh thanks everyone for listening. Absolutely. And uh we'll see you next week. Cheers. See you, mate.